Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Pearls in Politics podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. I'm Kahala, your host, and today we will continue our series on mental health. Today, we're going to speak with Brandi Aldridge-Williams, who is a licensed professional counselor, and she works with veterans across the country. Thank you so much, Brandy, for being with us today. We're so excited to have you with us as we talk about the mental health state of African-American veterans and veterans as a whole, and all that the VA is doing to assist you in assisting our veterans today, as we are so thankful for their service and we care so greatly about their mental health. Brandy, please introduce yourself. Good morning, Kahala. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Um, my name again is Brandy Aldrich Williams. I'm a licensed professional counselor for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. My official title is social science specialist. I'm a crisis responder. So specifically, I respond to crisis involving veterans daily. Um, those veterans can be within the U.S. or outside. It's an international line. So we're here to support veterans. Awesome. Awesome. So Brandy, please tell our viewers and listeners, how do we know each other? Well, I think that I am your longest friend. I call you my lifelong friend, my LLF. Um, we have known each other since first grade. We met um, in elementary school at St. Joseph's Catholic High School, um, Catholic elementary school <laughs> sorry and we've been friends since we were six years old so we're lifelong friends that's right that's right so uh tell us about yourself but before we um go into your wonderful life that you've lived and all the things that you've accomplished you are i'm not going to ask the question i'm going to make a statement you are a member of a wonderful greek letter organization are you not Absolutely. I am your Alpha Kappa Alpha Soror. Yes, very proud member of Alpha Chapter. So yes, we are Sorors now. So we are sisters two times. That's right. And Alpha Chapter, the <laughs> university, yes, where it all began. So thank you so much for coming on today. So please tell us about yourself and about your journey and what led you to being a licensed professional counselor? So I'll keep it brief, but it's not a brief journey. Um, when I was working in higher education, I was a veterans um, counselor. So I did financial aid for veterans at an HBCU. And I would see that veterans had very special needs. Um, and that a lot of times the things that they had issue with weren't just financial, a lot of it was emotional. Um, it prompted me to want to train to become a licensed therapist. So I went back to get my master's degree in professional counseling and um, it was a goal to, to go to Veterans Affairs to help veterans. And through that journey, I um, relocated to Atlanta because Atlanta is one of the bases for the Veterans Crisis Line. And so that began my journey. I'm here now. I love it. It's a great um, opportunity to support and to reduce suicide in the world. Um, veterans are, are just at very high risk for suicide. It, it, suicide has increased amongst all populations, but in the veterans population, 
the numbers are staggering. So that's why I'm here to support veterans in that. That's awesome. So how long have you been with the VA? I started with Veterans Affairs in 2013 on the business side of VA while I was training um, to become a therapist. Um, and then by 2015, I'd finished um, my therapy um, counseling um, training. And I started out actually uh, supporting uh, domestic violence um, offenders in St. Clair County. So I was a group therapist for a while. Um, all of the people who needed therapy were court mandated at that time. So I did that until I relocated to Atlanta. And I started with the Veterans Crisis Line in 2018. So I've been here supporting veterans since 2018 in Atlanta. Okay, so please tell us a little bit about that in terms of um, the veterans that you see, do they, is it a hotline? Do they call? Um, are there hours of the day or times of the year that seem to be um, where veterans seem to be at a higher risk? I know you and I spoke the other day and you were talking about the 4th of July and fireworks and things of that nature. And, you know, that's Independence Day. So they fought for our independence and our freedom. But the 4th of July sometimes seems to be um, a bit of an issue for our veterans. So just talk to us today about all those things that go yeah. into what you do and how you help the veterans. Sure. Um, on any given day, we can support, we support thousands of veterans um, who are in crisis. It could, the crisis could be anything, not just suicide. Sometimes our veterans are lonely and they just need someone to talk to because of isolation. Due to mental health issues, sometimes they lose family, they lose friends, people who are unable to deal with the special circumstances that they're dealing with. And sometimes they just need someone, a professional to reach out to and, and just give them a listening ear. But as you brought up, um, like holidays like 4th of July that um, involve what we think is celebratory, like fireworks can be very triggering for a combat veteran. Um, someone suffering from PTSD may call and say, you know, I am losing it. I'm hearing these fireworks and it's giving me like flashbacks and I need some support. And sometimes those veterans have to go to a hospital. And so we're there to assess and triage and, and figure out, you know, if we can handle that situation right there with them staying at home through doing various techniques or if it's going to have to rise to the occasion of going to a hospital. And if they do need to go to a hospital, we have a full support team to make sure that they get there, whether it's a family member transporting them and us calling in advance to let the, the nurses there know what the situation is, or we'll actually have an ambulance come out. But the great thing about that, when you contact us, we're able to let the police department know that it is a mental health issue, we can let them know if there are any weapons there, any pets there, the, to, to assess the harm that could come to our first responders, as well as keep the veterans safe. So it's very important that if you have a mental health issue involving a veteran, that you contact us so that we can handle it so that everyone involved is kept safe. Wow. So it sounds like a complete network. Yes. Yes. 
And it sounds like it stems from the VA all the way down to the local levels with the first responders and the police departments, the EMTs. I mean, you just said letting them know if a veteran has a dog in the house. Down to that. That is grassroots down to what's going on with me personally. I mean, all the way down to my dog. So that is truly amazing. So how do the veterans contact you? if they have um, a care or concern. So very good. So right now, the phone number to um, to reach the Veterans Line is 1-800-273-TALK. And you would dial the number one. The great thing about that number two is if you're a civilian and you use that number and you don't dial the number one, you'll get your local crisis line. So that number is good for anyone. 1-800-273-TALK. That's how you assess um, and, and access mental health services and crisis responders. But we're really, really excited that, you know, starting July 16th, instead of dialing 911, we ask that the public and veterans dial 988. Now for a veteran, you will dial 988 and then press the number one and you will get a crisis responder. The, the reason why we love that that is available now is because we know the calls are gonna now be routed for emergency situations that are involving mental health. And we all watch the news. We know how sometimes those situations can go so wrong. You know, someone dials 911 because that's the only outlet that they have. Someone needs to get to a hospital and they're having a mental break. So they dial 911 and the police respond, but sometimes they're not really abreast of what's going on because someone who's not a professional dispatched the call. They dispatched the call and just said, we need the police. The police come out and someone's acting erratically and they just respond in a way that's not always conducive to someone with a mental health issue. So if starting July 16th, if you dial 988, then you will have someone who's already ready to handle that kind of situation, who will gather the right details and give those details to the police department, to first responders like EMS, and be able to assess the situation and make sure it's safe first. Like telling a veteran, I'm, I'm going to have someone come out to help you. I'm going to have them take you to a hospital, but I need you to put the gun away. I need you to make sure that the gun is secured. Put your dogs away, put them in a room and close the door. Make sure that that person that's coming to help you is safe. I want you safe and I want that person safe. And then that way, those first responders can get in there and help right on the ground without being harmed themselves or harming the veteran. Okay. So let's talk about the stigma. And just what you're saying with the the 988 and whether it's locally or on the state level or nationally, there's such a push in 2022 or just right now, period, even before 2022, to change mental health, to change the stigma, to support people who need therapy or counseling. Because, you know, even in our generation growing up, people, particularly communities of color, oh, you don't talk about it. Oh, you're fine. Oh, you're the, I mean, there were so many different ways that we were supposed to deal with mental health and, and mental health crises within ourselves, our families, our community. And so it's so good to see the Osakas and, and the Simones and even Michael Phelps and all these people who are in the public eye 
helping and assisting everyday people like myself and yourself in changing the stigma, especially in communities of color. So veterans are very, they're strong and, and they're, they're proud and, you know, they're such wonderful people. And so how, what is the VA and what are you doing personally to help assist men and women um, to deal with their PTSD, to deal with all the challenges from being right there when they literally lost somebody right in front of them in a violent situation. What is the VA doing and what are you doing to erase the stigma of seeking mental health services? Absolutely. A lot of it is changing language. Changing the language around mental health is very important. And I'm very careful in the words that I use when I'm speaking with veterans and even civilians about mental health. I talk to people a lot about your healthcare team. Who is on your healthcare team? Who is your primary care physician? And then I'll matter of factly say, and then who is your therapist? As a part of your healthcare team, you should have a therapist. You should have someone to check in with. It's just as simple as getting checkups. Your mental health is just, it's a part of your body. Your brain is a part of your body and you should not feel stigmatized for keeping it well. Um, you you don't feel um, as if you're weird because you have diabetes and you need insulin. Um, so I talk to veterans all the time about, you take your insulin, don't you, to keep your diabetes in check? So why not take your mental health medications to keep, keep your mental health in check? It's the same thing. We're a part of your team, your healthcare team. So when you reach out, ch just changing, changing language when you're talking to your friends, and letting them know that you have a therapist and that you check in with someone to make sure that you're okay. There's a lot going on in the world and we all need to be able to decompress. We need to be able to process. We're watching the news and we're seeing things that sometimes only a combat veteran would see. If there were times when you would not have ever been exposed to the type of trauma that we're all exposed to on a daily basis from mass shootings, um, to all of those things, that's something you never would have seen. You've seen it now. And so now you need someone to check in with and process those things and keep the brain healthy. So that's just changing the language and letting people know it's okay. We're all struggling at some point, but let's, let's keep ourselves healthy. That's right. So you obviously hear a lot, see a lot, and deal with a lot as you are standing in the gap for our veterans and for other people that you that you see, other clients. How are you managing? Because obviously being a counselor or a therapist for a veteran um, and someone who is, like you said, seen the things that they've seen and experienced some of the things that they've experienced, um, it, at times it may be very different from someone who doesn't treat veterans. So you've heard unspeakable things, I'm sure. Yeah. So how do you, as we pivot just slightly into self-care and self -care. take care of yourself, what did you say? You take your insulin, you take your high blood pressure medicine, you take your cholesterol medication, you go for your mammograms every year. Yes. Right. Podcast ladies, we get our mammograms every year. That's right. And so yeah. how do you manage hearing and then pouring in to so many people to the point that you at times may be depleted. I mean, you are so many other things besides a therapist, you're a mom and you're a business owner. So pivoting slightly into self-care, 
how can we, veterans, non-veterans, civilians, how can we care better for ourselves? And that's that's really important. As you use the term self-care, self-care, it, it runs the gamut from the very simple and mundane to taking bubble baths to getting out with family and friends and, and remembering that you have people that you need to connect to. I was talking to a veteran just a couple days ago who did not realize that he had become so disconnected from doing the things that he loved with family and friends because of the pandemic. You know, it, it a light bulb went on for him when I started talking to him about what are you doing during the week? How are you how are you bringing yourself back to center? How are you um, adjusting after you've left work or you've cared for your family? What are you doing? What are the things that you like to do? What are your hobbies? Um, how do you get outside and get fresh air? Um, do you have friends that you like to play cards with or bowl with? those things and we all kind of forgot about those things a little bit during the pandemic you know we out of necessity we kept ourselves inside to keep ourselves healthy to make sure that you know we weren't contracting COVID. now as things i'm not saying that COVID's gone but we have you know better ways to care for ourselves mm -hmm. whether it's vaccinations masking social distancing you know being smart about it but things have become a lot easier um, for us to get out. So now we're letting people know, check back in with yourself, start doing the things that you love again, um, get back into um, your your clubs and your organizations, you know, self-care is so important. And then sometimes just spending some time alone, some downtime alone, whether it's in nature, you know, going out and, and enjoying a nice riverside or taking your dog out, it can be very simple, but you have to check in with yourself. Take care of yourself. I need to do better, but you know that because we talk all the time when you just, it just triggered me when you said spend some alone time. And it's so difficult, right? When, when you have small children and, you know, you have all these other obligations and you have work, it's so difficult sometimes to just step away, but we really have to do better as women, as people, as communities, we really, because mental health, it gets so, what cliche, mental health matters, but it yes. really does. And so just being able to say, I need to step away. I love hot chocolate. Let me go, you know, sit for a couple hours at Starbucks and just aimlessly watch TikTok videos and drink hot chocolate, like whatever it is for you. Everybody has something. Some people work out, you know, some people are tech people and, you know, whatever it is, but being able to dial out mm -hmm. and dial out completely. So go on vacation and don't check your work phone. Yes. You know, go, you know, it's just so many things that we take for granted that we really should be doing. And we're always so stressed and we're always so frantic and our blood pressure is up, but it's like, what are you doing for yourself? Like you're caring for everybody else. The veterans are caring for everybody else. The dads and the husbands are caring for everybody else. Grandmas are caring for everybody else. And so we really need to start caring for ourselves. But before we go, you have a private practice as well, right? I do, I do. So um, tell us about that. In my private practice, I serve all populations children, teens, couples, um, everyone. 
uh, and it's it's based mostly um, online, which is good. I do I do some online um, some in person therapy, but a lot of the people I see are online, so it makes access to care very very easy. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, you don't have to stop what you're doing really. You don't have to to travel somewhere. You can get right in front of me, just like we're talking now, and and talk to me about what your needs are, um, and so. In my private practice, I, I do that. Um, I'm able to help people all over the country um, with various mental health concerns, um, just coaching, coaching into your care. Um, and, and I do, I love being able to help all populations as much as I love helping veterans, definitely. So how do look, we, how do we reach you? How are we able to contact Brandy Aldrich Williams, LPC, um, to become one of your clients? Okay, so my best way for you to contact me is through Instagram. I know, I know. But if you go to Instagram, my link is in my bio. My link to my website is in my bio. My Instagram is at Empress B. Nicole. My, um, my business is B. Nicole Brands because I do all different types of mental health services, the traditional as well as the spiritual. So if you go to IG, Empress B. Nicole, my link is in my bio, and you can book with me for traditional therapy services or for spiritual ones. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Brandy. It um, obviously, when it came to the veterans and their mental health, um, there was only one person that I was going to call uh, my lifelong friend and my um, longtime sister, like you said, in more than one way. And so it's yeah. such a joy to see all that you're doing. It is so clear. It just jumps out on the screen and in your life, how passionate you are about people, how loving and how kind you are. And like I said, I've known it forever, but I'm so happy that so many people get to see that and that, you know, people all over the world, what did you say? It's almost like telehealth, like they can log in and talk to you from Dubai or from East St. Louis. So, yes. so that is wonderful. So. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. Again, Brandy Aldrich Williams, licensed professional counselor. And we thank our veterans for everything that they do. And we are so grateful to the VA and to you for all that you're doing to support them. Thank, thank you. So Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in today to Pearls and Politics podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll join us again next week. Until then, please like, love, share, and subscribe. Thank you again, and we'll see you soon.